Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times in this this church, we talk about all the the ways God moves and and um, how He speaks to us and different things like that because we need to be aware so that we can work with him. And um, a huge passion of mine is seeing the gifts of God within God's people stirred up and then be used for the glory of God. Um, but so I've been, I've been reading books and, and, and things of that nature. And typically every book I read isn't necessarily a message. It's just, you know, what I'm taking in and what I'm interested in and stuff. And then sometimes things stick out to me to share with you. But I am actually currently reading this book on angels, but um, this week I heard this phrase, and, and when I hear a certain phrase and it sticks out to me, I typically know if it's for a, for a Sunday service, and, and I heard ministry of angels, and, um, and it was really interesting. I was like, oh, that's really different for a Sunday morning message. I'm like, is that the Sunday morning message, Lord? And um, it was like mm, a few minutes later that I started doing my devotions that morning, and the devotional was on angels. And then, um, you know, when you're on your phone, because I do my devotions on my phone, all of a sudden Facebook popped up with someone's notification. And I open it up, and it's um, just kind of like a mutual friend or whatever. And he's, he's a minister, and he starts testifying how numerous people in his congregation have been having encounters with angels. And I was like, okay. I guess that's a confirmation because it was like two or three things, one right after the other. I was like, okay, so Lord, I'll do a study on angels. So um, we all know God speaks through his word. We all know God speaks through the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. We have talked about all the gifts and manifestations of the spirit of God, dreams and visions and revelations. Um, he speaks in any way that he has spoken in his word. He can speak to us nowadays. But what we need to realize and not like shy away from, we can't make this happen anyways. But we should be aware because we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge if we're not aware of what the word of God talks about. Um, is so often throughout the word, and I believe nowadays, unless you're closed off to it, God still ministers through angels. He, they are, and I'm going to talk about what they're sent to do, and, and um, I believe that it'll just bring us wisdom. It'll give us wisdom and just open up our hearts to, to um, receive the ministry of angels. So, um, so we're going to talk about what they do, who they are, and how God has used them in the past and how he wants to use them now. Hebrews 1.14, it says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? And so it's not something that we need to be afraid of. It's not something we need to shy away from. It's all throughout the word of God that God uses ministering angels. In fact, he is called the Lord of hosts, the Lord of angel armies. This is God's name in so many places in the word of God, which means like he loves using his angels, and, and they are sent to minister to and for us the heirs of salvation. And so we don't want to neglect that area of the word because this is one of the major ways that God accomplishes things on earth as it is in heaven. First John 4, 1 through 6 says, Beloved, do not, and this is just a warning so that we don't get caught up in um, being distracted or being detoured by any means. But um, he says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, and we talked about this in our um, 
um, Manifestations of the Spirit series. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know if it's of the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that the Lord Jesus has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus is Christ that has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist when they can't confess that Jesus is Lord, which you have heard was coming and has now already already come into the world. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. In other words, don't be afraid. He who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as the world does, and the world hears them. We are of God, and he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So in other words, because I'm talking about this, I wanted to put this into the message because People do have encounters with angels. People do have encounters with ministering spirits sent by God, but the enemy is a deceiver also of the brethren. And so how do you discern so that you're not, because we don't want to close off completely to the ministry of angels just because we're a little nervous because we might be, um, the enemy might come to try to detour us or trip us up. We just need to know this basic fact that if this angel or whoever is coming to us can confess that Jesus is Lord and that he was God's son come in the flesh, then it's of God. If it cannot, say, get out of here in the name of Jesus. I'm not receiving this message. Okay, and so it's just laying that foundation right there. We're going to move on. This message is you're not, just because of that passage, you're not supposed to put up a blockage and, and, and be in fear or doubt or unbelief because I'm going to show you so much. And actually, I didn't even put it all in here. Um, there is so much on the ministry of angels throughout the word of God from very beginning all the way to the end. Amen. And so how many of you know God doesn't change? The word of God says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you think this message is like way far out there, the thing is, is if you read the word of God ever on your own, you'll see that there's the ministry of angels. And if God doesn't change, that means he's still moving the same way and he's still using the ministry of angels. Amen. So the word of God, just to just to sh- share with you that passage, it's the word of God is there for our protection. Um, so just make sure that if you ever have an encounter with an angel or a heavenly being, that um, they can confess that Jesus Christ is God's son come in the flesh. Amen. And that's for your protection. And that's what God gives us so that we can know because the, the devil won't testify that Jesus is Lord. He just won't. Hosea 4, 6 this is, this is why we want to study this passage. And I believe that the reason that God is putting this message out there is because he wants to increase the, the cooperation of us with the ministry of angels um, as he sees fit. Hosea 4.6 tells us, Our, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. So let's not reject getting more wisdom on this area. Amen. Um, this is a teaching And it's just to educate us, to give us wisdom and knowledge on how God works with us as well as with angels. Matthew 18.10 says, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, talking about children, for I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So this is the story that I was reading Um, 
um, on my devotional. And so that morning that I was like, uh, um, I heard Ministry of Angels and I started doing my devotional. This is the devotional that I was reading. In this story, um, Kenneth Hagin is having this encounter with Jesus. Even if it's with Jesus, I would say, is Jesus Christ God's son come in the flesh? Why would I do that? Because the devil's a deceiver of the brethren. He knows what Jesus looks like. And so he can even come and appear as an angel of light. He can come and appear as Jesus. Um, and so you want to test the spirit and just make sure that Jesus Christ, you know, they can confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, whatever the case, so he's having this encounter with Jesus, and behind Jesus, and he's hearing what Jesus has to say, but behind Jesus is this huge, massive angel. And um, when Jesus gets done talking, Brother Hagin looks at Jesus and he says, who's that fella behind you? That's just the way he talked. Who's that fella? <laughs> what, what's he all about? And the Lord's like, don't you remember where I said in my word um, that angels always behold the face you know, of the Father in heaven? And he's like, just because you grow up, you don't lose your angel. So we have angels on assignment to our lives to help us, to minister to us, to strengthen us. Um, and so, so yeah. So that's something that we need to be aware. Isn't that, isn't that comforting, knowing that we're not alone? I mean, I know Jesus, he says, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. But not only that, he gave us helpers. He gave us angels on assignment that are assigned to us to help us as the heirs of salvation, to, to help us fulfill the plan and the will of God for our lives, to help us to remove things from our path that would be a hindrance to us. They respond, like I talked about in the prophetic voice conference, they respond when we speak the word of God. They go forth to do the word of God. And so when we're following the Spirit's leading and we're speaking the word of God and, and we're doing in obedience what God tells us to do, they're right along with us to make sure that that job is being done well. Amen? So, hallelujah. So throughout the scriptures, there's so many occurrences. I'm just going to kind of list a few. I'm not going into all the scriptures, but if you want to write them down, you can do your own study. Um, but angels came to minister. They come to minister to us, um, to to bring um, good news, to bring protection, to remove hindrances. Um, you'll, you'll see it all different ways that the angels minister throughout the word of God. So here's just a few stories that just kind of popped up in my mind. Um, we know right in the, right in the um, testimony of, of Jesus coming to earth, an angel visited Mary. And sometimes it could be through a dream, sometimes it could be through a vision or just a full-on, you know, encounter. And so an angel visits Mary to tell her, you are going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And you're going to be a virgin mother of the Son of God. Well, that's some big news. That's some big news. So the news isn't, you know, it is always going to be about the plan and the purpose of God. That's, it's always going to glorify God. It's never going to glorify self. And uh, so she humbled herself and said, let it be done unto me, whatever, you know, you have said. And so she knew it was from the Lord. Um, then an angel visits Joseph a few times, actually, in a dream and tells him what to do, to not be afraid, to go along with this plan of God, and then also later on to protect Jesus and to flee a town so that he could protect the plan that God had started through Jesus being born. Um, and angel, I just feel God's presence. I don't know. I mean, it's just such a random uh, message building us up with wisdom, but, but God's presence is here. 
Um, his angels are here. Amen. Um, an angel visits Zechariah, and he actually zips his mouth. <laughs> zips his mouth shut because he started interfering himself with the plan of God through his doubt. And where's doubt? In our mouth. And the word of God says that if we speak doubt, we're like a wave of the sea that's tossed to and fro and let that man not receive anything from the Lord. Well, God had already set some things in place. He was, he was um, bringing John the Baptist who was going to prophesy of the Lord Jesus into the earth. And he didn't need any interference from someone who was going to doubt and be in unbelief. So he just went ahead and zipped his lips after he heard that Zechariah wasn't going to receive the news with faith. And so, you know, I've actually prayed. <laughs> this is kind of funny. But I've actually prayed at times, Lord, if I'm ever a hindrance, please feel free to zip my mouth. Because I want your will. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> I was praying for you, honey. All right. To zip our mouths from anything that would stand in the way or hinder the plan of God for our lives. I don't want to stand in the way. I don't want anything standing in the way. So, Lord, I loose your angels or to zip my lips or to remove any hindrance that would stand in the way of your plan being done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Um, hosts of angels appear to the, the shepherds to announce the birth of Jesus. That must have been an amazing sight. And no wonder why they always have to say, do not be afraid. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've never had a, a full-on encounter where an angel came to give me a message like, like a human would come. Um, I've had an encounter where, um, I'll just tell you the story, but um, I've had an encounter where I have more of like a, kind of a knowing of things, and so where there was an angel standing next to me, and I knew it, and I just closed my eyes, and, and I say the Spirit of God started speaking to me, but really the angel was giving me a message about a plan that God had for me. Well, I knew this by my knower, by the Spirit of God within me, where he was and what he was saying. I was hearing with my spiritual ears. Um, at, so then I, I was like, wow, and I'm like writing this stuff down, and then all of a sudden I opened my eyes. Ethan was about eight years old, and he's kneeling in front of the coffee table, and he's raising his hands and crying. And um, my, that's my oldest son. And um, he's crying and worshiping the Lord, and I was like, Ethan, what's wrong? <laughs> I don't know why I asked that. But he's worshiping the Lord, raising his hands, and he's like, oh, nothing's wrong. He's like, Jesus is standing right here, and there's an angel sitting next or standing next to you right there. And I was like, oh, I knew that. I didn't know about Jesus standing right there, but I knew that this angel was standing right here, which was just such a blessing to me, a confirmation. So angels can come um, to minister to you, to give you good news, or to give you the plan of God. Um, they won't preach the gospel to you, um, but they will give you the good news of what God has planned so that you can be ordered of the Lord. Um, and so that happened um, just one random day when we were spending time with the Lord. Um, angels come to speak to Abraham to give him good news. Um, they come and tell him that he's going to be the father of many nations. And then they come back and they actually share a meal. He, he, they eat. 
So, and, and we know that passage that says to be aware that some have entertained angels unaware. <laughs> so, like, to be kind, be friendly, you know. You may entertain an angel unaware, and that's exactly what Abraham was doing. But they were there giving, he was there um, telling him the plan that God had for him. And then, again, reconfirming the plan that God had for him to be a father of many nations. And Abraham got to uh, share a meal with them. So that was pretty cool. Um, I, I think that I've had a, an encounter with an angel, like talking to a human before, so I thought was a human, and I will find out in heaven the confirmation of it. <laughs> um, a couple times, I think, probably. I'm sure we all have, and we'll get to know that stuff in heaven. That'll be fun. Um, so angels are really just another very important way that God just chooses. He, he has these ways about him, and throughout the word, he just chooses to use his ministering angels. This is just how he chooses to work. And so we don't want to be um, unaware of one of these major ways throughout the word of God that God has um, used his angels, his ministry, to accomplish his will on earth and to help us. If we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge, we're going to be without a whole lot of help. We want to be co-workers together with God as well as with these angels that are sent to help us. Um, in the word of God, angels come and deliver Peter from prison. And Paul and Silas, actually. Um, but Peter's actually let out by an angel. And it was right after, and I, this is really interesting because it was right after the people of God are praying for his deliverance. He's in prison. And they're praying for his deliverance. He gets set free. He gets let out by this angel who, who tells him to follow him. He's let out of the city or, or whatever, and, and he goes to this house of these believers. And this girl answers the door and shuts the door on him. And she goes and tells everybody Peter's at the door. Well, they knew he was in prison. They were just having a prayer meeting about him. They're like, well, that must just be his angel. So they were very aware of the ministry of angels, so much so that they knew that they could look like the person. Um, they knew, because apparently he must have looked like Peter if they thought it was Peter. Isn't that interesting? Um, and so, anyways, they were very aware of the ministry of angels that they thought, oh, no big deal. Whereas most of us would be like, oh, an angel came to the door. It was so exciting. No, but they're like, oh, it's just Peter's angel. No biggie. Let's forget about if he has a message to tell us, you know. I just, I want to get more into that story. Lord, where's the rest of that story? But, but yeah, oh, it's just Peter's angel. But no, it was Peter. But a lot is told in that little passage that, the ministry of angels was a common thing throughout the word. And why has it become uncommon? It's just simply because we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And what the Lord ministered to me, and I was kind of excited when I was studying this. Um, I was like, Lord, why are you having me minister to this? And he's like, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You're going to be more aware of the ministry of angels after this message. Why? Just because now you have knowledge of it. I know you knew it was in the Word, but have we ever done a specific study on it? Not so much. You could probably do a number of studies on it, to be, to be honest. Um, Psalms 103, verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye angels, that excel in strength, that do his commands, hearkening to the voice of the Word. So they are waiting to hear the Word of God or to hear 
the plan of God or to see us acting out and doing what God has told us to do, there to hearken to and to go out on assignment and help you accomplish it. So they're waiting around. And I heard one minister say, um, there's so many that are bored. Not because they're not doing their job, but because they will only hearken to the word of the Lord. So if we're somebody who's in doubt and fear and unbelief, they don't really have anything to respond to. But if we're somebody who's co-working together with God and we're speaking, declaring, and decreeing the word of God in faith, then they can hearken to that and they can go out to accomplish God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Or if God gives us assignments and we know very clearly that God has told us to do such and such, but we are standing in disobedience, not fulfilling, not setting our hand to stuff that God can bless, they're waiting around because we're not being obedient. But the minute God speaks to us and we start setting our hand to something, you know how the word of God says God will bless whatever you set your hand to and cause it to prosper. Part of the ways he causes it to prosper is he loses his angels on assignment to be ministers to or for us, the heirs of salvation, to help us in that plan. So we're not alone. He is with us always, even until the end, as well as with our um, ministering angels to help us. Um, the first Pakistan meeting, it was about a year ago, and I had Amber over at my house, and we were just lifting it up in prayer, and, um, we've had this happen several times, but, um, but this time was really different, um, and Amber, you might know more details about it and remember more, but she's the one who had the vision, but we were praying for the Pakistan, the first ever meeting, I was going to have it the very next day, um, and we were just lifting it up in prayer, and all of a sudden, um, we felt the presence of God fill the room. And she saw, because she's a seer, two angels come into the room. And um, they were there on assignment, specifically to help me in these meetings. They're called and assigned to me to help me to minister out. And, um, well, that was exciting enough in itself. But you know how our minds are. You know how the enemy is. What does he come to do? He comes to seal the word. And part of the word is, here it was, that you have two angels on assignment to help you. And, and, and they were there to help. And they were huge, she said. They were huge. Um, and I was like, well, that's exciting, you know, whatever. But our minds can try to reason it away. Well, did she really see that? Well, maybe that was our imagination. But the word of God says that we have ministering angels anyway, so it goes along with the word. And we didn't make it up, right? But literally, I want to say within the 10 minutes of us um, just sitting in God's presence and God showed us these angels, um, I receive a text who's not here today, but from Kim Smith, who is um, Tim's, the guitar player's wife. Um, they've been here for 30 plus years. Um, but anyways... She texts me, she doesn't usually text me, but she texts me, and she says, I was in prayer, and this is within 10 minutes of us seeing these angels. She said, I was in prayer, and I was lifting up the, the Pakistan meeting that you're going to have. And she said, I don't usually see this, and I'm stepping out in faith here telling you this, but she said, I saw two angels standing next to you who are assigned to you for this ministry. And I was like, Wow, that is so cool that God confirmed it within 10 minutes so that there would be no hindrance from the enemy that would detour or make us think otherwise. 
Isn't that cool? Um, so that was so cool that God confirms his word and um, just reassures us that his word is true. And so everything I'm sharing with you is just the word of God. I'm not making anything up. It's just the word of God. You can take it or leave it. But if you leave it, you're going to be without the ministry of angels, and you want them to help you. They're assigned to help you fulfill the plan of God for your life. Hallelujah. So we're not alone. God's angel armies, he's the Lord of angel armies. God's angel armies are here to help us in ministry and the plan that God has for us. They're here to help fulfill the destiny that God has for our lives. And, you know, think about it. When Jesus was in the desert, um, at the end of his 40 days in the desert, you know, being tempted and tested and, and all this, who comes to minister to him and strengthen him? Angels. Now, if Jesus, the Son of God, needs angels to come and minister to him, to strengthen him, in order that he fulfill the plan of God for his life, how much more do we need the ministry of angels? Okay, so if, and Jesus was here as our example. So in other words, they're assigned to impart and strengthen us by the Spirit of God. They're the, they're, they're the hosts of heaven. And they have a ministry that is an assignment to you and I to strengthen us, to impart to us, to give us good news, to protect us, and to help us fulfill the plan of God for our lives. Isn't that good? I, th I thought that was so good when God re revealed that to me. He's like, Jesus needed angels. He was here on assignment to do the Father's will as we are. And he needed the ministry of angels to be strengthened, to stand guard, and to help him. Psalms 104, verse 4, he makes his ministering angels, um, his ministers of flaming fire. I'm just kind of like... Um, taking you down a little um, side path here. I thought that was really cool. So his ministering angels are a flaming fire. And I'll say 80 to 90% of the time that I have seen uh, ministering angels or that I have had testimonies of other people sharing with me, so often they have been blue. They've been blue, like a, a blue, see-through blue. And... Um, Flaming fire, actually, blue flames, this is, a, this is a fact, blue flames are the hottest flame. Then they're followed by white. After that, yellow, orange, red are the common colors of a flame. But blue is the hottest flame, and it's just really interesting to me that they're called angels of flaming fire, and so often they're seen as blue. With that, yeah, Clayton mentioned, um, and I actually have that in my notes, um, just randomly, God will just open up whoever's eyes um, to see these ministries of angels. And I think we were getting ready for bed. We were in bed, and, and um, he looked up, and it was nighttime, so it's dark in our room. But yet his eyes were open to see these two huge blue angels standing in our doorway, guarding our doorway of our bedroom. Um, I remember my mom mentioning that she, we had, she, you know, had her maybe questions, you know, sometimes they're sent there as an, as, as an assurance or, or a reminder that God's with you. And uh, we had just moved to Milwaukee from Ironwood, and we were living with my aunt um, for a month or so for the transition. And um, my mom um, maybe had her, you know, reserves about the whole thing, wondering, are we doing the right thing? But anyways, so she's in the living room, and all of a sudden she sees this huge blue angel in my aunt's living room. 
And I thought, that's the same as Clayton. It's not like they compared notes or, or knew of each other's encounters or anything like that. Actually, my mom's was way before, you know, Clayton's because Clayton and I didn't even know each other back then. But yet, this is how God reveals. This is how often they are seen as blue um, angels. I saw, I saw white angels before, like, not like... Um, you know, we always think of angels as white. They're wearing a white gown, white wings. But I've seen them more like a transparent white. I could see what they're doing. I could see where they are, where they are, how tall they were. They were dancing in my dad's living room as we worshiped the Lord. <laughs> um, that was actually the first time I ever had my eyes open to see them in a kind of my eyes open sense, not when my eyes are closed, but where I was just worshiping the Lord. My eyes are open, but I saw them right in front of me. Um, but they're angels of flaming fire. They're ministers of flaming fire. How many times have we felt the heat of God when being ministered to, like having hands laid on us or, or something like that? And the heat of God, that could be, yes, the Holy Spirit, but yes, also the ministering angels of flaming fire being ministered to us. Actually, um, on several occasions, Ethan saw um, blue fire coming from both mine and my dad's hands as we ministered to people. His eyes are, he's just uh, got that prophetic anointing on his life, and his eyes are open sometimes to see in the spirit, um, and I know a number of you have that, but um, to see in the spirit what's going on in the spirit. And so, I mean, there is some supernatural stuff. It's not just us, you know, going through the motions when we lay hands on you. It's a part of the scripture, and God backs up his scripture. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. But it's not by our abilities. It's by the Spirit of God. It's by the anointing and power of God. God backs up his word. And so he saw blue fire go into people, and I thought that was so cool. Because I remember one time he was young, and we are in the foyer of the, the church, and my dad's after service up front praying for people. And he's like, do you see that, Mom? And I'm like, see what? And he's like, the blue fire coming out of Grandpa Ted's hands. And I was like, no, I don't see it. But it's so I totally believe it. It's so awesome. But... So God, I believe along with um, my dad, along with his angel, or via the Holy Spirit and his power, was releasing that, that blue fire. <laughs> These are just some things that God does um, in the Spirit. So, let's see here. So when we're here for Prophetic Voice Conference, um, I talked a little bit about us co-working together with God, and part of that, a big part of that is us speaking the word of God, and we just, you know, we just read the scripture, Psalms 103, verse 20, that they do his commands, hearkening to the voice of God um, to do the word of God. And so to be a co-worker together with God, to fulfill the plan of God in our lives, we need to be speaking the word of God or speaking in line with the word of God. Um, and then the angels will work along with us to accomplish that. One passage I love um, regarding the ministry of angels is 2 Kings 6, 16 and 17. Um, it's where the prophet Elisha is, is with his servant, and he's given him the commands basically that the Lord had given him, like this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. Now there's two of them. And then there's this army coming against them. And he's like, we're going to conquer this, and, you know, we're going to do this and that. And he's telling his servant, and his servant's pretty scared. He's like, but how? Has God ever told you something that seems impossible? Well, it is in your own strength. 
but you've got some helpers. You've got some supernatural beings with the power of God working in and through them to help you. And so in this, this um, little story, the prophet says, don't be afraid. There are those, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, oh Lord, open his eyes that he may see. So in other words, just because we don't see them on a regular basis doesn't mean they're not with us all the time. They are. They're ready for their assignment. They're ready to do the will and the word of God. Um, and so God just simply opened up the servant's eyes. Then the Lord opened up the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw hills full of horses and chariots of what? Fire. All around Elisha. What are those? They're angels of fire ready to do the Father's will on earth as it is in heaven. So because Elisha believed and he was speaking what God was saying that was going to happen, these angels were released to go and do the will of God and to fight the battle. And so that was pretty cool. Um, 2 Samuel 5.10, David's in another situation where he needs help. He can't do it on his own. And um, in 2 Samuel 5.10, it says, And David became more and more powerful because the Lord of heaven's, what, armies was with him. In other words, the Lord as well as heaven's armies, like these angels, these, these horses and chariots, these flaming fire beings are with us to help us, protect us, and fulfill the plan of God in our lives. So he was, became powerful because these angel armies were with him. In 2 Samuel 5, through 25, it says, so he's facing this situation um, of, these, of these Philistines, and it says, but after a while the Philistines returned and again spread out across the valley. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. So he's inquiring of the Lord, how am I going to defeat these people? They just keep coming back with all their armies. And David asked the Lord what to do, and the Lord says, do not attack them straight on. The Lord replied, instead, circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees. When you hear, I love this, when you hear the sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, who, who would that be or who could be marching in the trees? On top, be alert, because that will be the signal that the Lord, with who? His angel armies. The Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. So David did what the Lord commanded, and he struck down the Philistines in the way that God had spoken. So he was to wait and stand back until he heard feet marching in the poplar trees. <laughs> what was he waiting for? He was waiting for the angels, angel armies to go before him and lead the way. And fight the battle for him. And really it's the same thing that happened um, with Jehoshaphat too. So they, they start killing each other and whatever and, and confusion is caused. But there was a little more if we could have our eyes open to see of what was involved. There's angel armies fighting the battle. The battle is not ours people. But we just simply need to be hearkening to the, the word of the Lord. Doing the word of the Lord. Speaking the word of the Lord. Then we've got a whole army of angels working together to accomplish God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. There's a heavenly host, a group of army angels ready to assist God's people all of the time. And their main purpose is to strengthen us, to comfort us, to minister to us, the heirs of salvation. 
angels are messengers of God, co-workers just as we are to fulfill the plan and the purpose of God. They, they should not be worshipped because they are not God. And I'm going to show you that from the word of God here. Revelations 22, it may seem magnificent. It may seem awesome that they, when they come into the room, they bring the presence of God. Okay, But we're not to bow down and worship an angel simply because they bring the presence of God. Just like if a human being is carrying the, and hosting the presence of God, you wouldn't bow down and worship that person. Um, because we're simply the same as them. We're, we're co-labors together to accomplish the will of God on earth. Revelations 22, 8 and 9 John speaking um, concerning revelations he's received from the Lord. He says, I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. Because this is such revelation. It's so magnificent. And, and, and the presence of God is so powerful. He's just in awe, right? And so his response is to fall down and worship. But the angel said, but he said to me, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God just like you are, as well as your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. Well, the devil would receive your worship. So if it's a false spirit, then he'd receive that worship. But no, this is an angel of God. He's like, no, you only worship God. Stand up. I'm a servant just like you are. So it's in the word of God that these aren't something, um, beings that should be worshipped. They carry the presence of God and their co-labors just like you and I are to hearken to the voice of the Lord, to do and speak and go about doing the Lord's work on earth as it is in heaven. Remember, sometimes we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So that's some very important knowledge. Never worship an angel. Always test the spirits and know that um, they have. We're moving on. Number two. Okay. Austin, get it straight. <laughs> I'm joking. A for effort. No, wait, it's an E for effort. Okay, whatever. Um, so angels are on assignment just like you and I are. They were sent on assignment to give the message to Mary, give a message to Joseph. They're messengers. To give the message to Zechariah about the hosts of heaven. The hosts of heaven um, are sent to the shepherds about the birth of, of Jesus. Um, they're sent to assist in the plan of God, like they assisted with David, like they assisted with Elisha in conquering the Philistines or conquering a battle. Um, they're sent as an answer to prayer, like Daniel prayed for 21 days, and he had um, an angel sent to give him a message and his answer to his prayer immediately. But the enemy is in resistance. And so he kind of held up that message. So let's read that little passage. Daniel 10, 12 through 19 says this. And then he said, this angel's coming to Daniel. Don't be afraid. In other words, he's probably magnificent. Like coming into the room, it's real dark, and suddenly he's awakened by this, this massive angel. He's like, don't be afraid. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding, and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in to your answer. To, I have come in answer to your prayer. So they come as answers to our prayer to help us. 
But 21 days, the prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. In other words, the devil sent um, his spirits to block or hinder the way. But it says, then another angel was sent. Michael, the archangel, in other words, he's like a massive, you know, one of the throne of God angels. And he came, one of the archangels, to come and help me. I've left him there to deal with the prince of the kingdom of Persia. And now I'm here to give you news, to explain to you um, and to your people what's going to happen in the future, to give you vision concerning times to come. Um, just to share with you what kind of exchange happens and what happens in the, in the ministry of angels. I'll read the rest of this passage. Verse 15. While he was speaking to me, I looked down at the ground and I was unable to say a word. Well, that's probably good because sometimes we interrupt what God's trying to say. <laughs> um, and so he's looking down at the ground. He's just listening. I'm unable to say a word. Then one, the one who looked like a man, in other words, entertaining. I mean, on one hand, he was so... Um, extravagant that he's the angels like do not be afraid on the other hand he looked like a man so we can entertain angels unaware um he said he touched my lips and i opened my mouth and then i was able to speak i said to the one standing in front of me i am filled with anguish because of this vision i have seen my lord and i am very weak how can someone like me your servant talk to you my lord my strength is gone, and I can hardly breathe. So he's just describing what could happen when, you know, in the presence of an angel. Then um, the one who looked like a man touched me again, and I felt strength. And it sounds just like what they did um, when they ministered to Jesus in the desert after a time of testing. Um, they ministered to Jesus and strengthened him. And so he touches Daniel again, and he says, I felt my strength returning. And he says to me, for you... Um, do not be afraid, for you are very precious to God. Be at peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. As he spoke to me these words, I suddenly felt stronger and stronger. And then I said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. In other words, I'm able to receive it now because I'm strong enough. I'm strengthened. So angels are sent to strengthen us, to help us, to fulfill the Father's will on earth as it is in heaven. So we don't want to be um, destroyed for a lack of knowledge, and we don't want to put our guard up in a major way so that we're not open to receive the help that we need. I think that I've probably been imparted to several times just unaware um, but there have been times that God has opened my eyes to see um, ministry of angels. And so that's pretty, pretty cool that there's a whole supernatural realm around us that we just need to be more and more aware of. And we will be if we're studying the word of God. The more we study the word of God, the more we know how God works. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're co-workers together with God. And I like what he, um, how he scolds Peter. And he's like, don't worship me. I'm just like you are. I'm just here to accomplish God's will on earth as it is in heaven. I'm just here to help and assist you in fulfilling what God wants to do. And so we just need to be aware of that, that they're, they're glorious in the fact that they carry the, a strong presence of God. They're the hosts of heaven. They come right out of the throne room, and they're here to assist us um, with supernatural power and strength. Okay, so that's magnificent in itself, but their assignment really is similar to ours, is to do the Father's will. So um, there's a passage that says that, let me see here, 
Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, it says, The zeal of the Lord of hosts, or another version says, The zeal of the Lord of angel armies will perform this. In other words, some stuff's not our job. It's the zeal of the angel armies that want to perform God's word. And so sometimes our co-working is really just speaking the word so that they're released to accomplish the will of God. Or our job is to actually believe and not doubt. Some of you are sitting here and you're doubting what I'm saying. You can study the word of God for yourself. Take the notes and see that it's not my words, it's God's words. And, and then faith will come because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But when we believe the word of God on any, any subject and we release it or we start doing the word of God, they're ready to pounce on it. They're ready to be on assignment, to be loosed, to do God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's concerning any area of the word of God. Philippians 2, I'm almost done. Is, I thought I was. Um, <laughs> let me wind this up. Um, let's see. Philippians 2, 10 and 11 says, so this is how we co-work together with God. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. And that at the tongue, everyone shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is the power we've been given to use the name of Jesus. You know, the disciples came back after Jesus gave them this authority and they're like, oh, even the devils are subject to us. Why? Because they're using the name of Jesus. But also at the name of Jesus, angels are loosed. Things in heaven, things under, under heaven, they're subject to do the will of the Father when we release the name of Jesus. Amen? In Matthew 16, 18, and 19, it says, I tell you, um, Peter, that on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. How? When we speak the word of God using the authority and the name of Jesus and we bind something on earth, how is it bound in heaven? Angel armies are loosed on our behalf to make sure that that devil that was hindering you is bound. Um, you, you're binding the enemy at work, manifesting through someone that's been attacking you at work or whatever the case might be. You bind the enemy from manifesting and you loose angels on the scene to go and build up a hedge of protection around you or to, to take, that, you know, take that enemy down. <laughs> we fight not against flesh and blood. So this is a spiritual battle that we're, we're warring in this life and we need supernatural strength. We need supernatural um, help from God's angels. Amen. Hallelujah. God says in Jeremiah 1.12, and this is concerning the Holy Spirit, but it's also concerning angels. He says, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching over my word to see that it is fulfilled. And I believe actually that's concerning this message today. I believe that people are going to start being more aware of, of in angel armies or angels, uh, maybe um, an encounter or maybe just the help seeing that something so supernaturally worked out for you that you couldn't have accomplished on your own. And that God's at work, loosening angels on your behalf to make things work out because we're declaring, decreeing, and receiving by faith the word of God. Who here has had some things happen in their lives that you can't explain that God worked out for you? 
whether that be a healing, whether that be a job door opening, whether that be favor with God or man, somehow there's supernatural working for us, the heirs of salvation. In Psalms 91, 11, and 12, he says, For I have given my angels charge over you to keep you in all my ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest um, you dash your foot against a stone. In other words, they're there to protect us and keep us. I remember, um, and I can't wait till I go to heaven um, to see some things. I remember Clayton had a dream of my dad um, after he went to heaven. And um, he had a dream of my dad. He was, um, Clayton was walking down the, the hallway of what I can only say is heaven because that's where my dad is. And so um, he, in this dream, he's walking past this, this room, and it's called Archives. And Clayton sees my dad in there, and he's watching old videotapes of our church services that we had here on earth. And what he was watching was the archives of what happened in the supernatural behind the scenes in all these services. I was like, that is totally what my dad would be doing, number one. Number two, I can't wait to go to the archives room and find out all the times angelic armies were assisting me and helping me and, and all the supernatural that happens really in our lives that we can't explain. I can't wait to watch all that. Um, so God gives his angels um, to guard us and to keep us. And I remember, like, um, and I was in college, and I think two times I'd, I'd like to see these angels because I know they were at work. Because um, you don't just flip a car two years in a row and come out uns unscratched. <laughs> um, and so two years in a row at Rama, both years, the first and the second year, cars were flipped on me. Um, the first year I'm driving to work, and um, back then... It wasn't a law to wear a seatbelt. That's so weird. But it wasn't a law. Your car didn't beep, 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 beep till you're so annoyed and you plugged it in. Like, that wasn't a thing back then. That dates me a little bit. But anyways, so I'm at college, and, and, and I had a friend, and he's like, will you just wear your seatbelt? Um, just do it for me, you know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so the next morning, he wasn't even that close. I was just like, all right, whatever. Um, so anyways, um, the next morning, though, I had to get ready for work, and I worked at um, the Olive Garden as a waitress, and so I'm getting ready for work, and I'm driving, and I'm speeding along, and um, I'm on the freeway, and you know, when you're on a freeway, you're coming on a kind of like a bridge, and there's huge hill on the side of like a bridge, and so, but some big giant truck had dumped a, a sheet of metal probably two times the size of this podium, kind of curled up in the middle of my lane. Want the car in front of me swerved this way, so I couldn't swerve that way. Um, no, he swerved this way, so I couldn't swerve that way because there's only so much room on the side. I swerved right, but I lost control of my car, and it went down that hill. Boom. Flipping over from, from the front like that. Guess what saved me? God using that young man to say, please buckle up. And I believe 110% there was angels because I woke up to people shuffling around my car, hearing them walking in the grass, and I heard somebody say, oh, I think she's alive. I just saw her move. 
And then I lost it. I started crying because I became awake and realized what happened. But I kid you not, my head wasn't hit. There wasn't one scratch. They had to cut me out of the car. The right side of the car was smushed all the way down to the seat. There's absolutely no reason or any way that my side of the car could be totally intact, except angel armies. Amen. Hallelujah. I won't go into the next story, but... but um. Pretty much almost the same thing happened the next year. And so the devil didn't want me to get through college. But here I am telling you about these angels that saved me. <laughs> they are here to protect us. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this little story. So um, this is funny because now this is another day. After the Lord has spoken to me, I already wrote my message, and now I just added this yesterday because I'm doing my devotions again. And now here's another story of angels on assignment, the ministry of angels. So I'm just going to straight up read to you a story that Brother Hagen put in his, um, his devotional. He says this. He said, I heard a pioneer Pentecostal missionary tell this experience. He said, a neighboring tribe kidnapped a little girl from this tribe where he was a missionary. The people in her tribe knew that they did, if they didn't recover before nightfall, they would never see her again. So the missionary and this native interpreter made their way through the jungle to the kidnapper's village. They took trinkets and they bargained with the chief for the child's return. But night overtook them and because um, they couldn't travel at night in the jungle because they'd be overcome by animals, I guess, they were forced to stay at the kidnapper's village, sleeping on the floor of a hut. They were awakened with sounds of drums. The interpreter said that the drums meant that they were to be killed. The chief had decided to kill them and keep their trinkets as well as the little girl. Then they heard hostile natives coming for them. The missionary and the interpreter knelt down and they prayed and they committed themselves to God. Then the missionary said, let's not wait for them. Let's go out. I'll go first. He stepped outside with his eyes shut and waited for what seemed to be an eternity because he knew one slash of their knives could cut off his head. But instead, he heard moaning and groaning. So he peeked his eyes open and he looked and every native was on the, on the ground with their face to the ground. They are calling you God, the interpreter said. They said that when you stepped outside, two giants stepped out with you, holding great swords in each one of their hands. People, we need to realize how real the ministry of angels is and how they are on assignment to protect us to do the will of God. We are not alone. And if we would just know this and, and, and have more of an assurance, we would have more boldness, more confidence, and not be afraid to do the Lord's work. Not be afraid of how people look at us. Not be afraid of um, setting our hand to what God's telling us to do because we have angels that are on assignment to minister to us, strengthen us, support us, and fulfill the plan of God for our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. They are here to co-labor together with us to establish God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. I hope that encouraged you this morning.
Amen. So I just have a little declaration, and I believe that, like I said, declaring the word of God and co-working together with God by releasing the word, we release these angels on assignment. I think they're just hanging out, waiting for assignments today. And so let's stand to our feet, and you can repeat after me. Um, and we're just going to loose the hosts of heaven to be on assignment to help you today. So just repeat after me. Um, I declare in the name of Jesus, we speak forth, and we loose angels on assignment. Angels of God's presence, angel messengers, you are welcome. Angel warriors, you are welcome. We declare the angels of God are being released to us. And we shall be strengthened by heaven's armies. We shall be strengthened. We shall be reinvigorated. We shall have supernatural strength as heaven's army is being released in this region, in our home, in our lives, in this ministry. We loose the ministering angels on assignment to fulfill and help us to fulfill the plan and the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can have a seat. Praise God. I was encouraged just, I mean, that was like a download, but I was just encouraged how God just kept on just bringing to me the, this, this knowledge of, of what God's doing behind the scenes. And I believe we're going to become more and more aware of what is going on behind the scenes. It's exciting when God opens your eyes. But the eyes being open usually happens because faith comes. And so I believe faith comes through hearing the word of God because that's the way God set it up. So Today, I believe faith has come. Faith's been imparted. If you have seen the ministry of angels before, you're about to see more. If you've never seen, now faith has come. You're, gonna, you're about to see. <laughs> and uh, then you can more easily work together with them to accomplish God's will. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and get ready to 